Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. that song. That's probably one of my favorite songs from Elvis. I hope he made it. I really do. I'd like to meet him one day. He is, after all, a cousin of mine. Yeah, that's a true statement. Elvis Presley is my cousin. Like a fourth cousin, sixth cousin, something like that. Okay. Um, But I don't think that'll get me a a night over at Graceland. (laughs) Okay, let me see here. What we're going to do now is um, we're going to get Brother Doug on. Stand by. Let me patch him in. Here we go. Whoa. Here we go. We're down. I'm also kin to Martin Luther King Jr. He's a cousin. Just saying. We've got some (laughs) interesting family trees. We're connected with all kinds of people. Uh, of celebrity including 28 U.S. presidents. That'll show you what AI can do for you. Hey. Hey, Brother Doug. Hey, there you are. How you doing, my friend? Welcome aboard. I'm good. Praise the Lord. You ready to roll? Oh, I think so. I tried three different computers and Skype wouldn't come up. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. I'm just relaxing here with some good music and, uh, we are ready to ready to go, folks. Welcome aboard. We're just getting set up, and uh, I'm excited to bring back Evangelist Doug Perry, uh, Fellowship of the Martyrs. We've been doing some great programs together. Get the archives if you missed any of the recent shows, and uh, we're going to have open lines tonight. Call in if you need prayer, you need deliverance, whatever you need. Got a question or comment? We'll get Brother Doug and I to pray with you. Let me give that number out again. It's going to be area code 515-602-9734. By the way, if you're outside of America, that's a USA number, uh, I can call you and patch you in anywhere in the world. I just need your phone number to, to patch you in. So if you put it in the chat room here at MixLR, email me, OmegaManRadio at ProtonMail.com. 
I can reach out. I just need your country code, city code, and uh, the number. We'll bring you in on your cell phone. Uh, Brother Doug, you want to open us in prayer tonight? Sure. Lord God Almighty, we thank you so much for this time. We just ask that you'd be fully in control, that you would speak through us, that you would guard our tongues, that you would accomplish everything you want accomplished in this time. We pray that you get all the right people uh, here to listen, either live now or later, and that they would uh, that we would be a blessing to your body and, and uh, to those that need to be part of your body. Love you, and we thank you. Uh, we're already feeling the warfare just getting this far into this broadcast, and so we pray the enemy would be far away, cancel whatever they're trying to do, that the Lord's will would be accomplished in this time. We pray all this to the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I tack on that prayer right now. Satan, we put you on notice that we're attacking you tonight from our position of authority, seated with the Lord Jesus Christ in the highest of the heavenlies, and we bind you. We bind every demonic force that would come against this program, Brother Doug, myself, or anyone trying to get here. We rebuke you in Jesus' name. We bind up every spirit of backlash, retaliation, revenge, retribution, hindrance, or delay that would come against any of us for being part of this program or trying to call in. In the name of Jesus Christ, we break any witchcraft being sent against us right now. We break any word curse sent against us. Let it boomerang and hit the demon. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father God, loose your angels to surround us for our protection and bring in those that you would have to tune in or call in tonight, God. Make a way for them. We bind every demonic force that would try to stop them from getting in. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, amen. Friends, we call this the demon hotline. I coined that term a long time ago, brother. I was trying to think, you know, what do we call open lines to cast out devils? I said the demon hotline. That'll get some people to pay attention. And, you know, everybody's got their demons. There's no shame in saying you got a demon. The shame is we got many in the body of Christ that are hanging on those demons and need to get free. Jesus Christ has paid that price. It's the children's bread. No shame in saying you need help. The only shame is is not to come forward and get some help because Jesus Christ has paid for your deliverance at the cross. We'll pray for people who need healing tonight. God is the healer, but we'll pray and believe. It says we're to pray one for the other that we may be healed. If you've got a question, call in. We'd love to hear from you. Again, 515-602-9734. Call now. Uh, Brother Doug, you ready for your first call tonight? Yeah, we got people lined up. Let's do it. And then uh, in between, if you got any word you want to bring, we can bring it. Sound good? Sure. Okay. Let's go to 507. 507, welcome aboard. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, thank you, Shannon. Hey, glad you've called in tonight. Yes, ma'am. How can we be a service to you? What's going on tonight? Well, my name is Kelly, and... Um, I listened to the, call, the guest last week, and I've been following him on his YouTube channel. And I would like to read his book about how my how my father affects my relationship with God, because I do not hear God. I've never heard him say "I love you." So yeah. I would, I'd like help with that, please. Well, Kelly. Thank you for calling in. Brother Doug, meet Sister Kelly. 
Hey, how, how are you? God bless you. Well, I'm grateful that uh, we connected, and I hope that we can be a blessing to you. The book is on our website at fellowshipofthemartyrs.com under books. Uh, I've written eight books that are all there free. You can download the PDF file to read it on the computer. There, uh, the Dad Filter doesn't have an audio book. We're in process of that one. But um, it is there. Some of the books are in other languages, but that one right now is just in English. Well, I think I have one other one. Anyway, um, you certainly can read it online. Uh, you can order it on Amazon as a Kindle or a paperback if you wanted to. We don't really okay. mark them up, but yeah, it, pretty much anything. But it's just a little book, uh, you know, but uh, the books, I figure, if you're going to print it off on your computer at home so you can read it in the bathroom, you're going to spend $30 on an inkjet cartridge. You might as well order the paperback for 8 bucks on Amazon. Um, but we do offer it free because we don't, we don't think that uh, should charge the children for bread. And uh, it wasn't mine anyway. I just wrote what the Lord told me, so I, I, don't, I don't feel like it's ours. So we offer it free. Um, tell, me, tell me a little bit about Earth Dad. Um, let me see. He was never affectionate. I never heard right. him say, I love you. I do not remember ever being hugged by him. Um, once I stood between him and the TV and he kicked me in the butt. Uh, <laughs> but in his own way, I later learned in life, he did care and love me the best he could because he painted a picture of me. Yeah. So he did care, or else he never would have take, taken the photo, contemplated, and actually made the painting. Yeah. So, but he did not show affection. What do you know about his dad? Um, Grandpa seemed to be a, a, he was very kind to me. I don't know much about him. He died when I was young. Right. And did your do you do you feel like your dad walked with God? Not at all. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. he followed more Native American beliefs. He was a self-taught archaeologist, historian, and he collected Indian artifacts. Yeah. There, um, there are entire cultures, the entire nations, where. It's uh, Japan is a good example. Um, it's very difficult to spread the gospel in Japan. Um, it's very difficult to connect people with the love of the Father because there is something culturally that just makes them distant, it makes fathers not affectionate in the same way that they would be in, in Italy or, or someplace other other places in the Romance cultures. And uh, it certainly affects the way children can relate to God. Um, and I, I okay. hope that you'll, from, from the Dad Filter book, you'll see, I go through like 12 case studies of people that I, me being the first one, and then other people that I've counseled with that had different kinds of, of Dad Filters, and even a couple people out of the Bible, like Samson, that had messed up Dad Filters. Uh, Samson's father, Manoah, was terrified from the very beginning when an angel of the Lord says, you're going to raise up a judge of Israel. And he's like, tell us, tell us, what did we, what do we do? How do we do this? And they're like, nah, you'll figure it out. <laughs> and, and I think they were so, 
uh, hands off all the way along that Samson grew up without any fear of the Lord. Um, you know, because he wasn't disciplined. He didn't do the right thing. He didn't obey. And then finally, at the very end, he submits himself to God, and the Father uses him in a greater way than he was in his whole life. But uh, anyway, the, there, the, the little book has some prayers in there to pray to just... Uh, the, the thing is, we need to recognize when, when we feel distant from God, it's not because he's not omnipresent. It's because we turned our back, not because he turned his back. And, uh, and so I, I tell people, don't pray for revival and a fresh fire until you pray that you're sorry that you blew the last one out. You know, uh, and so if, if, uh, when we realize that we put God in a box, it's up to us to say that we're sorry that we've unconsciously, subconsciously compared him to that guy. Um, I had a really good dad, but even so it's God can't be likened to any man and it's not fair for us to limit him in any way, but practically everybody has blinders on and can only receive him uh, if he if they hear King James English because that's how God talks, or only if it's encouraging because they can't receive a rebuke because you know dads just give you whatever you want or whatever. And uh, it is we have found it to be the main reason why people can't get filled with the Holy Spirit, get healing, get deliverance, uh, because they, because dads aren't really for you. And if I come in the name of the Lord, um, I can't force deliverance on them. I can't force healing on them and they won't receive it because God's not for me. And even if Doug, uh, comes in the name of the Lord, it's not going to do any good. So we have to get them over the dad filter first, and then he can rush in like a flood and hold your hand and push you on the swings and, and tell you he loves you and all kinds of beautiful things. Um, <laughs> but I, I'd, I'd love to pray for you, pray for you right now. And I Thank know you. the kind, I know the kind of prayer he wants prayed. And if you just say amen at the right places, I think he'll break a bunch of stuff off. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Sir. <sighs> Lord God almighty. I'm praying right now with Kelly and anybody else that's listening now or later that's in a similar situation. The Bible says that, that we're to confess our sins one to another and pray they'd be healed. That if anybody's sick, they're to call the elders and they'll lay hands on them by the prayer of faith, they'll be healed. And as real as if she was in the room right here with me, Lord, I'm, I'm laying my hand on her shoulder and asking you please to heal this. We, she has acknowledged publicly that she put you in a box. That because of how she grew up, because of what her dad taught her or didn't teach her about love, about how he felt about her, that subconsciously she's, she's kind of expected the same kind of treatment from you. And we're sorry, Lord. It's not for us to limit you. We're little and you're big. We're just the ants looking out the glass of the ant farm at the big face looking back at us. And it's not for us to tell you who you are or how you should relate to us. So I'm asking you, Lord, to take that lens that she's looked at you through and just bust it up into a million pieces. Just explode it completely and be dad to her in whatever way you want to be dad to her. I'm asking you because I know that you want to swoop in 
and tie a ribbon in her hair and tell, tell her she's pretty and tell her how much you love her. I know that you've been sending other people to tell her that, and she's had a hard time even hearing it from other people, but she couldn't hear it from you. And I'm asking you, Lord, to hold her hand and walk close to her and show her what a good dad you are, what a dad is supposed to be like, what you wanted us all to be to our children. We bless your holy name. Whatever you did to me, so I could hold your hand and walk with you, Lord. I've had it for a long time. And I've got enough to get me to the end. So you give it to Kelly, even if I never get it back. She would know how good, how faithful and true you are. Whatever it takes to the last drop, Lord, let it be her turn and all the other people listening. We bless you and we thank you. We know how good you are how faithful and true, help us to love you more, to know you better, to hear your voice. Pray in all of this right to the big throne in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Messiah, brother, husband, lover, lover of our soul. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen, amen. Oh, God bless you. <laughs> I have one last question. Would the your wait, book wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. Kelly, close yes. your eyes. Okay. Say, I love you, Lord, and wait. I love you, Lord. Well, I heard him, and I expect you're going to start hearing him better, too. Thank you. He said, I love you, you, baby. He said, I love you, baby. And uh, (laughs) That's sweet. Yeah. Thank you. So go ahead, ask me about the book. Um, Would that work for a group Bible study? Oh, I think it would be. Ladies get together. Yes, for sure. For sure. There's, I think there's 12 chapters and each of them kind of ends with a prayer. And I think, I think it would be, I think it'd be great for that. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not big on workbooks and stuff. Right. I've never really laid it out like a, that's right. The purpose driven life had a workbook and it's, I don't, I don't like structure generally. I just want to be led by the Lord and not tell, you know, I don't know. It feels weird to try to then go back and re-summarize and direct the things the Lord says. But I think it would be great for that. I know that I have people order them in bulk sometimes uh, for that. But uh, you could just easily print it, print it off and pass it around, uh, or somebody read it and everybody talk about it. But I think it would be a. I think it'd be really helpful. We'll all buy a book, and it's just a small group of ladies, and all of us are struggling to hear God. And all of yeah. us have father issues. So, yeah. yeah, something to help the lady. Let me tell you, as long as you're here listening, and, and for, for whoever else is listening, I had a sister, a lady call me one time, 
And she said, uh, Doug, I read your book about the dad filter. And I realized I don't have a dad filter. Me and dad are great. Me and God are terrific. I know he loves me. We, I always pray to him and I hear him and everything's great. But I can't stand Jesus. I don't want to talk to Jesus. I don't want to hear about Jesus. I, I just, it's just me and the father. And she said, I read your book and I realized I don't have a dad filter. I have a brother filter because he molested me for years uh-huh. and I can't stand. And so there's all kinds of ways that subconsciously we, we sort of, uh, end up with these, with like, like, like blinders on a racehorse where we, we expect, you know, uh, one of the most racist people I ever met was, uh, uh, ex-father-in-law and he'd run a bar in St. Louis in, um, a neighborhood that started really getting pushed out to the fringes more and more. And he was horrifyingly hateful toward, toward black people. And, uh, one day I asked, why is he so vicious? Well, the bar got robbed three times and he got beat to a bloody pulp by black guys robbing the bar. And he's got this massive unforgiveness in his heart and whatever. And it's not right to judge all about black people by the three times that your bar got robbed. And yet we do it. <laughs> and sometimes we, we, we stereotype everybody or lump everybody with the filter um, uh, that we've picked up along the way that all, all black people are this, all Jews are this, all Mexicans are this or whatever. And it's all a lie. You can't ever say all of anything and it not be, and it be true. And all liars burn a lake of fire. So Satan wants that. Satan wants us to consider to put blankets on the whole thing and, and put everybody in the same category. It's, it, it's not fair to, to these individual beautiful souls that God made special and it makes us a liar. And uh, Jesus is nothing like the brother that molested her. And, but, but Satan is certainly going to reinforce that kind of attitude over and over in all kinds of ways. Because anything he can do to turn us against God, he's going he's gonna to play up to. And one of the promises in the end times is that he's going to turn the hearts of the sons back to the fathers and the fathers to the sons. And i gotta, I got to believe that includes daughters. Um, so we're praying for you and for, for, for the group there with you, the church that gathers with you, and uh, believing for healing and for everybody to get, uh, get better at hearing him. There's also one of my books is called uh, Dialogues with God. And the first half of the yeah. book is it, just me documenting some conversations back and forth with God when I was out traveling around the country. And they're not, they're not big prophetic, uh, you know, theological arguments. There's just a lot of like, Hey, you need to go here and see this person and you know, uh, whatever. And, just to try to show people the reality of the possibility of that kind of relationship with God, which a lot of people have. And, um, when you get cleaned out, when you get everything out of the way. And the second half of the book is all about how to get your cup full, how to find what's in the way. The, the main thing that clogs people up a lot of times is the pastor because we pay him to hear God. So we don't have to. 
And then we sit in the pew and listen, and four Sundays in a row, he preaches about lust, and we think that's for us, but that's just what God is talking to him about, <laughs> whatever. So uh, I, think, I, I think my job is to talk to people that don't hear God about how to hear God until they hear God, and then they don't need to listen to me anymore. Because um, there's nothing, I, no better gift I could give you then that he would direct all of your paths and that you would hear him because the peace that passes understanding is when you know you're in his perfect will. Not that everything's going great, not that everything's easy, but when you are sure I'm where I'm supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to do. And um, so I would recommend the Dialogues with God book and especially the last half of it is the spiritual tune-up. And as far as a, a group study, I think it would be really great. There's another book called okay. the, Practi- the Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence, and it's free everywhere. It was written, gosh, 300-some years ago. It's been out of copyright forever and ever, and he was just a monk that was a cook at a monastery, um, but he had this amazing ability to just be in the presence of God all the time, and some friends asked him, what he did, he said, I'm not, I'm not going to bend over and pick a piece of straw up off the ground unless God tells me to. And he just lived like that. And, uh, he wrote some letters to some friends about how to be in that place and what it was like for him. And, uh, nobody paid any attention to him until probably 200 years later. And then they got to be really famous, but just a very humble discussion, uh, from a person that really walked in the presence of the Lord. And that was one of the things that was a real challenge to me. And I, I read the practice of the presence of God back in 2005, 2004. And I said, Lord, if that's real, certainly the Southern Baptists have not told me that that's real. <laughs> they have often said that can't possibly be real. And I'm like, but, but I started hearing God and, and he gave me a vision of how bad things are and how much we need to hurry. And I said, Lord, if that's real, I want to walk like that. And so I was self-employed so I could show up to work whenever I needed to. And, and I committed the night before, I'm going to do one day where I'm not going to move unless you move me. I'm not going to do anything unless you tell me. So you get through whatever so that I can hear you and make it clear so I know it's you and, and I know how to test the spirits. And, uh, but I'm not getting out of bed until you tell me. I'm going to wear the shirt you tell me. I'm going to eat the breakfast you tell me. I'm going to go to work or not go to work, whatever you say. I want to try one day to see if I can only do what you tell me to do. And it was an amazing adventure filled with divine appointments and hearing him and all kinds of stuff. And I, I can't say that I hit it hundred percent, but I got better and better at it as time went on. And I remember the day uh, I would check at the end of the night, Lord, how'd I do? He said, well, you got uh, 85 out of a hundred. And I'm like, what I miss? Well, this <laughs> this person was this person was talking to you and telling you what was wrong with them, but you didn't look up from your sandwich because you were more interested in the lunch than in them. Oh shoot! <laughs> yeah, okay, sorry, Lord, or whatever. It- that would be exciting. Stand by. Did we lose your brother, Doug? <laughs> Doug, see if uh, you're. Cable- I hear him say that. There you go. I got you. You cut out just for about you 10 really seconds, can't though. hear him say that. 
Oh, and, and so I remember the day that I asked him how I did, and he said, you got 100 out of 100. Well done, my good and faithful servant. And you really can hear him say that before heaven. Um, he says, don't worry about tomorrow. Today has enough trouble of its own. So if you just focus on obedience today, uh, obedience tomorrow will take care of itself. Uh, just, uh, you know, a lot of my walk and my testimony, I think, is just about raising the bar and painting the possibilities to people of what their life could be. And uh, I started, when I first got filled with the Holy Spirit, I started meeting people that were way out ahead of me and had had, had dreams and visions and, and seen miracles and met Jesus in person. And, and I'd meet them and I'm like, hey, hey, Lord, uh, I'm a kid. What, what, you love them more than you love me? What's the deal? Why can't, why can't I have that? And uh, didn't pester him about it, didn't, didn't do it out of jealousy or anything except, you know, if these are weapons, if these are tools to build the kingdom, to fight battles, to glorify you, I want every tool I could possibly get, you know. And uh, um, that start, stuff started to come. And uh, there's testimonies on the, on the channel of the time Jesus came to my furniture store in person and, and um angels and demons and all kinds of stuff we've been through in the last 20 years running homeless shelter and food pantry and caring for people so i, I just bless you uh kelly and and all of your uh your little flock of sheep there that you're responsible for and and fellowship with and just uh hope you stay in touch and let us know whatever we can do for you god bless you kelly oh, definitely thank you thank you for calling in tonight we are live here on the hotline we've got Brother Doug Perry with us, uh, fellowshipofthemartyrs.com. Uh, we're going to go to 214 next. If you need prayer tonight, call in right now, 515-602-9734. 214 area code, welcome aboard. How are you doing? Welcome. Can you come a little closer to your microphone? Hey there, I I can hardly hear you. Uh, welcome aboard. What's your first name? Hello? 214, can you hear us? Hello. Hey there. Welcome. Hello. What can we do for you tonight? Are you having trouble speaking? Brother Doug, let's pray for 214. In fact, uh, right now we just plead the blood of Jesus over you, caller. We bind them every demonic force right now that may be attacking your speech. I don't know if there's a handicap or what. We bind it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Rebuke it and command it to loose you and go right now. In Jesus' name. Every spirit that's trying to hinder you from speaking. We rebuke that right now. Command that to loose and go. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father God, loose your ministering angels to this person right now. Touch them. Be healed and made whole. In Jesus' name. Pray against generational curses on this family tree. Pray against the spirit of witchcraft in this family tree. For innocent blood that was shed in this family tree. We ask that you cover it all in the blood of Jesus as far and as wide as you can and break everybody free. We pray for healing 
restoration in relationships and finances and whatever's needed. I agree. We stand in the gap, Father God, for this call right now. Don't know what's going on, but you know all about it. Again, we plead the blood of Jesus over you. Father God, we're asking that you would touch this person right now. We command anything inside of you that's not of the Lord Jesus Christ to be uprooted and come out. Let him go right now. Every word curse spoken of you, any witchcraft put on you, we break its power and loose you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We command your speech to be restored in Jesus' name. Yeah, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Caller, how are you doing? You were able to call in, so I know you can hear us. But are you having trouble speaking? Well, I'll tell you what, that's all. That's all right. You just stay on the line and keep listening. We're going to pray. Father God, you know all about it. We're asking that you would loose healing to 214 in the name of Jesus. Folks, we got wide open lines tonight. Anybody's welcome to call in for any reason. You need deliverance. You got something wrong with your body. You need healing prayer. You got a question or comment. Need some counsel. Call in. We're here with Minister Doug Perry, fellowshipofthemartyrs.com. And again, we can call you anywhere in the world. All we need, Doug, from them is a phone number, and I can patch them in anywhere on no charge to them. Um, Doug, I was looking at Facebook to the posting I put for tonight's show, and um, Sister Cecilia Turner wrote, she said, I'm not going to be able to call, but I've been fighting a war in the spiritual realm since the last time I called the show two years ago. I've had deliverance from our church multiple times, and I continue to do so. The war has caused physical damage to my body, then I am claiming healing, restoration, and victory in Jesus' name. I refuse to back down on the assignments that the Lord has given me. It's a huge responsibility, and I will not be deterred. Uh, She's probably going to be listening in. Do you have a word for Cecilia, and or would you like to pray for her? Uh, yes, both. Uh, there's a video on our website called Hit Me Again, Lord, Adoption and Scar Tissue. And I think we talked about it briefly in one of the recent uh, conversations you and I had. But uh, you need to understand that when you set yourself to be like Jesus... You're going to be hated and slandered and lied about and persecuted, probably whipped and scorned in a day and night in the deep, and members of your own house try to kill you and think they're doing God a favor. And Jesus said, Rejoice! Great is your reward in heaven. And uh, certainly, we should be praying for one another to armor them up and keep the enemy off of them. But when the enemy does get through, the shields that the Lord already has on you regardless of our prayer, because he's got you. It's not It's not for us to defend you. He's your defender, and we can certainly plead to him to defend you more. But when he allows something to get through to mess with you, it's because you need resistance training, because he wants to exercise peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, long-suffering, brotherly kindness, something. You can't grow in long-suffering without insufferable people. 
you can't grow in long suffering without a certain amount of suffering, and sometimes that comes physically. Um, Cecilia and everybody else that's been taking shots, you need to understand that the martyrs are directly under the throne. All of those that are taking shots for the Lord are not far away. He didn't forget about you. He didn't notice that it happened. The enemy didn't sneak up on him. You are directly under his throne because any time that you get to looking like Jesus, it's a blessing. And he allowed it because he wants you to fit in with the rest of the family. There will be a big reunion in heaven and somebody will walk up to Cecilia and say, oh, you're Jesus' sister. You look just like him. <laughs> your skin is hanging off your bones and you've been whipped and slandered and beat on and, and your body's falling apart and uh, isn't it beautiful? <laughs> and so the first thing is, uh, no matter what you're going through, be obedient to the command to rejoice in all things. And then beat the enemy senseless. Take all of the wound up, pent up uh, frustration for what they've done to your family, for what they've done to your body, for what they've been able to accomplish against your finances or whatever, and take it out on the enemy offensively until they learn that touching you and the people you love is going to cause so many casualties that it's just not worth it. Um, when the Christians start praying offensively, uh, they're going to understand uh, the power that they have uh, in Christ. So by my desk, I have a list of all the countries on earth, and anytime everything seems to be falling down around me, I just start praying for countries and letting the Lord show me what does Satan like in that country. Human trafficking, corrupt government officials, you know, whatever, this new guy that just got elected, it's whatever. Uh, Lord, crush it. Lord, send missionaries. Lord, send a fire of God on the Yakuza. You, whatever. Whatever God likes, whatever whatever Satan likes, just crush it. And pray, and I'm praying diligently, with love for the people. Free those people. Loose for the Christians there to be fed, for the Christians there to bring revival, for you know God to send uh, people to the harvest, whatever. And, and doggone, if within an hour or so, whatever warfare I'm dealing with uh, stops. Because I'm I'm just carpet bombing whole countries until they let up on me here, and at some point the casualties aren't worth the cost and they let go, and uh, so I just I want to encourage Cecilia and anybody else. First of all, be be complimented that the Lord is not going to put you through more than you can handle, and if He thinks you can handle this much, He must really think a lot of you, and He's really going to help you get through. Uh, number two, if if this is all a weightlifting program and Jesus is your spotter and your personal trainer, then he's going to stand over you while you can barely get this little 100 pounds back up on the rack. But but he can lift the universe. So I'm like, well, if, if, I, if I bench press 300 pounds, everybody go, look what Doug did. But if I put a million pounds on it, then everybody's going to say, well, that had to be Jesus. That should have killed Doug. And then he'll get the glory. And I'm still just lifting the 300 pounds I can lift, and he's picking the rest of it up and putting it on the bar. And so I'm struggling. Lord, I can't do it. I can't do it. I, come on, son, push, push. You can do it one more. 
He puts 20 more pounds on and we do it again. And that's how you build spiritual muscles, uh, by resisting the enemy. You have to have something to push against. And sometimes it's physical. Sometimes it's straight up demonic in a very obvious way. But uh, either way, uh, God loves you enough to uh, put you through some of the stuff his son went through so that you will look like him when this is all over. And um, and certainly, I want to pray. We have an obligation when one of us is weak for the ones next to them to pick them up, to help fill their cup. So right now, Shannon and I are praying for Cecilia that uh, yes. that her cup will be filled with all of the things that she needs to endure with joy, with peace and patience and long-suffering. If there's anything, Lord, that you've given us that will help her endure better, just give it to her, Lord. We know that there's sufficient to go around, and and we do not want to hoard some gift that you gave us, but rather to pour it out on everybody around that needs it. Um, I know that your economy, that Isaiah 58 says that if we will feed the hungry, clothe the naked, break the yokes, then, then if we will extend our soul to the thirsty soul, then we'll be a well-watered garden with springs of water that never fail. So I ask that you put people in front of Cecilia that she could pour out on, that she could be a blessing to, so that, so that it can return in greater and greater measure to her too. We bless you and we thank you. We know that there are saints all over going through it. Whole countries of Christians getting wiped out, getting starved out, uh, getting persecuted and hated and uh, and we just, for all of them everywhere, Lord, we just pray that you would hold their hand and get them through because we know that you're sufficient even if we're on fire. In the name of Jesus. I agree. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Cecilia. Okay. We've got wide open lines. This is your opportunity to call in tonight. 515-602-9734. Okay, the caller we just had uh, 214 he's made contact with me I know who this is this is brother Sean and Sean has a disability that he cannot speak at this juncture or walk now Sean is still a young man in his 20's and Doug uh, I've known him for about 10 years he's he's uh, tuned into the past and he just alerted me tonight he'd be tuning in tonight so to get a refresh on what's going on with Sean some years ago, he suffered an accident. And after this accident, uh, he was not able to walk normal. He could walk with a limp for a long time, but it's got to the point that uh, he's in a chair. And he's able to text, but also his speech was impacted. And uh, it's got increasingly worse to the point that uh, he cannot speak uh, very much right now. So uh, he needs a miracle. And I've got him on the line here. Brother Sean, thank you for letting me know this was you on Facebook. And uh, I know know who you are. You're a longtime listener and friend of Omega Man Radio. Um, <laughs> Brother Doug, I want you to pray for Sean tonight and also see if the Lord has a word for him tonight. Um, 
there was an amazing woman of God named Corey Ten Boom. And if you've never heard of her, I think every Christian ought to hear about her. Uh, she was in a concentration camp. Her her parents and her sister died. Then she was a missionary in China. In the last five years of her life, she had a stroke and she was unable to speak. And uh, during that time, she wrote some really amazing things. Uh, Things and there's a book called The Five Silent Years of Corey Ten Boom that her nurse and assistant um, collected some of her writings from that period and uh, I want to recommend if you can if you can buy it online or get it listened to it there uh, it's called The Five Silent Years of Corey Ten Boom and uh, it's Corey C O R R I E Ten is T E N Boom is B O O M she was Dutch and uh, her family's hiding Jews until they got caught and they all went to the concentration camps and she was the only one survived. Anyway, I just felt to tell you that, um, Sean is just texted me and said, uh, Doug, Sean has said, can you also pray about my head? He said, yeah. you just don't understand the pain that I have right now in my head. Uh, and it's on yeah. both sides of his head. There's something going on neurologically, uh, after this accident, and um, Sean hasn't stopped. It would have caused other people just to lay down and die. He's a trooper. Yeah. And in spite yeah. of this disability, he's. Um, I've seen his Facebook post. He's encouraging to others. He's optimistic. He's got some joy. But uh, still, he's got some issues here that need healing. I know God can heal. He's called for us to pray sure. one for the other that they be healed. Uh, I'm asking people out there tonight to pull their faith for Sean. And uh, Brother Doug, back over to you. Lord God Almighty, we know this place has fallen. And we look forward to you coming and fixing everything. In the meantime, we're here dealing with the consequences of this fallenness and trying to walk it out with joy, with faith, believing that you know what's best. We want to believe that Sean being healed is the best. We bless your holy name and we thank you. We want your will, but if it's your will, Lord, please pour out whatever's necessary for him, for the pain to be less, for whatever, if any of it's from the enemy, if anything is torturing him, we pray against it in the name of Jesus, ask that you just cover it in the blood. Please, Lord, in, in the name of Jesus, get everything firing the way it's supposed to, everything, veins and dendrites and nerves and all the stuff in there fixed up so that it goes where it's supposed to go, that the pain would stop, that he could be the witness for you in a bigger and bigger way, 
that, that, that what you've put on his heart to encourage, uh, to lift up others, to minister to others, that he'd be able to do that in as big a way as possible. That he would be a testimony to you and to your glory and your goodness. I just pray right now, Lord, that you would fill his cup with every good thing he needs, that he would overflow with the peace that passes understanding, that you would use him in greater and greater ways, that you would be glorified. Praise your holy name. We thank you. If there's anything of the enemy holding him back, any generational curses or unrepentant sin or unforgiveness or anything, Lord, I ask you to just reveal it all. Bring it into the light of Christ. Cover it with your glory and mercy and grace. I agree. Right now we just rebuke all pain in the head. Command it to loose you, Sean, in the name of Jesus. God, you know what the source of it is. We rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Command all the pain and pressure in your temples of your head, on both sides of your head, as you mentioned, to be released from you right now. In Jesus Christ's name, be healed and made whole, Sean, in the name of Jesus. Father God, I'm asking you to go ahead and touch his speech center. There's been any damage there? Recreate it. Let his speech be restored now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Touch him, Lord God. Heal his neurons. Recreate his stem cells. And we rebuke the spirit of paralysis in the name of Jesus and command it to go. Every word curse that spoke over you said you won't speak or walk again. We break that curse. In the mighty name of Jesus. Be healed and made whole, Sean. We plead the blood of Jesus over you. God, touch him. You are the healer. I can't heal a fly. But Father God, you are able to do all things. We ask this tonight for Sean in Jesus' name. I pray against the spirit of loneliness in the name of Jesus. I pray against despair. I pray against fear in the name of Jesus. I pray that you would be so close to him, Lord, that that you would be beside him all the time, that there's no way he could ever be lonely because you're right there talking to him, holding his hand and getting him through. All of the lies that the enemies told him, we cancel them all, ask you to scrub them all out of his mind, out of his heart, whatever nightmares, whatever dreams the enemy has sent him, that you would just scrub them all away, that you would show him what a good dad you are, how much you love him, how present you are, how you're right beside him, how you're his caretaker, you're his defender, you're the one he should run to, you're the river that he can go and jump in and drink in and get his fill, that he would never be thirsty again. Show him how, Lord, how to get his cup full, so the enemy has no room anymore. In the name of Jesus. Brother Sean, we love you, brother. And I'm glad you are tuning in tonight. Miss you. Sean's been tuning in off and on since about 2010. 
he's one of the long-time listeners. And uh, we reconnected on <laughs> Facebook again. Folks, yeah. if you need prayer tonight, call in. Sean made the effort to call in. And we prayed for him. And I know the Lord has heard that prayer tonight. 515-602-9734. And asking people to continue to lift up Sean Lee and your prayer. You know, my uh, late friend Al Cuppet, he really taught me something. He said... Uh, you get a notebook, pick it up down there at the dollar store, whatever. It doesn't have to be an expensive notebook, just something to write on. And as you come across prayer requests, you write them down. And many people say, well, you know, I would like to pray, but I don't know what to pray about. Or I run out of things to speak to the Lord about. And he said, not me, because I got my prayer list. And after he's prayed his other prayers, he goes down this list. And he keeps them on the notebook until it's been resolved. To healing has come, then he marks them off. And um, I thought that was very unique, what he was doing. Because, you know, we all come in contact with people who have needs. And if we don't write them down, you may forget what it is, like I did. I was talking to a brother, and his his father needs prayer, and now I've forgotten his name. So I just had to text him. And so uh, I got some notebooks here I just bought. I'm going to turn one of these that I got here in the house into my prayer uh, prayer list notebook now and get organized because I've been disorganized. But um, if you need prayer tonight, call in. Now we've got another uh, question from the chat room. Brother Doug, Sister Jen says, uh, "I'm in agreement for Sean's divine healing in Jesus Christ's mighty yes. name." And then she has a question. She says. Um, can you ask Pastor Doug if he has any info regarding Down syndrome children and spiritual warfare? Well, and I think Down syndrome is the case where. Um, you know, a lot of the children, they can't even, if in extreme cases, can't even move. You know, Doug, speaking of Down syndrome, let me tell you something. Um, some weeks ago, I was in a taxi. And this guy picks me up. And I noticed uh, he had his child with him. In his lap. And I looked, I said, something strange here. And I looked a little closer, and it wasn't the child sitting in the lap. I just saw the head at first, but... The child was in like a kangaroo pouch around his neck. Yeah. And, I, and I asked him, I said, um, tell me about your son. And his son was over two years old. He was a tall child. And if you can imagine a kangaroo, you know how they carry the baby in the pouch? And there, some of these, kids, these little kid kangaroos, they can be big and their legs are sticking out. He yeah. literally yeah. had his son like that. He said, this is my baby kangaroo, his own words. I said, what happened? And he said, he's been like that since birth. And uh, he heard me talking, the little boy did, and he lifted his head up and looked at me, and then he made some grunting sounds. He was in, must have been uncomfortable, and his father calmed him a little bit. And I said, uh, where's your wife? He said, she's dead. I said, do you have any family here? He said, none. 
He has an aging mother, which lives on another island. Fast forward, this man um, is stronger than just about anybody I know. He has to work as a taxi driver to earn a living, and he works long shifts. They have to work 12-hour shifts down here. He has no wife. She has died. And he has a uh, disabled child who can't speak, can't talk. He has to do everything for the child, change the diaper, feed him. And if he didn't carry him in the pouch and just set him in a seat, you know, he would fall over and roll into the uh, foreboard. And you know what? And, and no end in sight. No hope in sight apart from yeah. the Lord. And I asked him, I said, uh, can I pray for your son? Asked him about his religion, said he was Muslim. And this guy had, he had joy in spite of what he was going through. I can't even imagine that. Now, I did raise uh, my first boy by myself for two years. And he was only two years when I, old when I had him. And that was a challenge, man, being Mr. Mom. Yeah. I can understand a little bit, but he could walk and he could talk. Nothing like this guy's going through. Yeah. And uh, I prayed for him. And then I invite him to a fellowship over here. And lo and behold, he's just texting me this week. So we're going to try to get him over here. My wife does a fellowship once or twice a month. And we're going to pray for him. But I think this is an advanced stage. And if I'm not mistaken, um, it can progressively get worse. And then I've seen others that... Uh, they can walk and talk. You'll see something different about the face, uh, yeah. common with Down syndrome. Uh, I don't know what the, the root cause of that is. It could be a chemical poisoning. I don't know. It could be genetic. Sure. There could be something in the bloodline well, with any of these diseases. Only God knows. But what have you come across in, with regards to Down syndrome, if anything, and spiritual warfare? What's your thoughts on that? Uh, Down syndrome kids of whatever age tend to be some of the happiest people you'll ever run into. (laughs) Yes. And uh, I remember um, it was probably 2005. The Lord had me every every week visiting as many different churches as I could. And if you plan it right, you can hit the 830 old hymn service here, go across the street for the 945 service, and over down the street for the 1115 service, 1015 service, and then uh, Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, you know, Friday night, whatever, Saturday night. And uh, so I visited 300-some churches in two years. And I was in one of them, and uh, during the uh, singing at the beginning, I try not to use singing and worship interchangeably because there's lots of ways to worship that don't involve singing. And uh, anyway, this uh, lady in front of me, who was probably 60, uh, has a daughter who's with her who's probably 30. And her daughter is... Down syndrome and super low functioning, like probably wearing a diaper, maybe could feed herself, but you know, it's been long, hard life and no end in sight. And we get up to sing, 
and the 30-year-old daughter starts singing as loud as she possibly can in the key of like K or M or something like like I don't even know what that was but she's singing to God with all her heart and it's not uh, <laughs> attractive I mean it's practically disruptive and I had kind of had my heart going out to this mom and this poor kid and I said Lord uh you want me to you want me to pray for her to be normal and the Lord says what do you think normal is I'm like huh he says look when she sings I tell all the angels to shut up so I can listen to her she's singing with all her heart I made her just the way I want her don't you dare try and pray it off of her and stuff started snapping in my head <laughs> all kind of uh, paradigms about who's sick and who's not and who's normal and who's whatever and um, I, I had a sister one time who told me if my breasts had been bigger when I was 18 I would have ended up a stripper and the Lord's like yeah how about that? That's a blessing, isn't it? <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, huh, you know, maybe he keeps us sometimes the way he needs us to be in the hopes that we won't fall away. Because we don't know. Uh, this Down syndrome kid that she has uh, would end up on crack or or starting the new Nazi party or who knows what uh, there's people that are so smart they can't get out of their own way and uh, I don't know but I know God's merciful I know he loves the least of these I know that if if I had a kid and they died when they were in the womb I'm sure they're going to go be with Jesus if I had a kid and they died when they were one I'm sure they're going to go be with Jesus. If they are an innocent, they're safe. Yes. And there are certain people, there are certain people that that are are like that, that are innocent and will stay innocent their whole life and can be sure that they're going to be with Jesus. That's the truth. Uh, and... Uh, sometimes they are such a joy to be around, and they uh, people that are just blessed by every sunrise and grateful when you hand them a glass of water, and just have joy, and and that's one of the things uh, being around Down syndrome uh, people of whatever age uh, that uh, I have enjoyed is just uh, how loving how happy, how excited they are. Now, not everybody is high-functioning enough to even be those things or to hug you or to whatever, but God knows what he's doing, and it's all part of the plan. And uh, I don't understand all the rules. I have prayed my heart out for several people that, has, that, were, that were Asperger's, 
spectrum autism folks. And, and I've agonized with the Lord about why I can't get that to budge. But then again, <laughs> all the people with Asperger's I've prayed for were really proud of what they had and thought they saw the world different and better than everybody else. And part of Asperger's is a self-focus where you practically can't believe anybody but you is right about anything. So, you know, there's no repentant heart there. So uh, it seems like a catch-22, but uh, I know that the Lord is with the least of these. And I don't know if any of that's comforting. I'm happy to pray. I, I, I saw a kid completely healed from severe autism one time. Like a two-year-old wouldn't hold your hand. You couldn't brush his teeth. You couldn't tie his shoes. He wouldn't touch you. Nonverbal. Would scream and yell if you tried to brush his teeth. We prayed the next day. The teachers at school are like, what happened to this kid? He's completely different. And it was some generational curses and some other stuff we prayed off. And uh, it made a huge difference in that kid's life. Um and plenty of times I've prayed for um, really, uh, I was a little little uh, church of God in Christ one time, and mom comes in with this, I don't know, six-year-old in a wheelchair, and this is one of those wheelchairs you live in. You know, this is not a, you know, I broke my leg and I, they loaned me one at the hospital. This kid is really bad off and uh, nonverbal not looking you in the eye, not, you know, whatever. And, uh, Lord says, go pray for the kid. And I'm like, Lord, there's only like 50 people here. You better do something if I get up and go over there. And, uh, he says, yeah, uh, I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to heal him. And, uh, so I went over there, knelt down in front of him, looked at the, I asked the mom, can I pray for your son? Sure. So I knelt down in front and I'm praying for this kid and they know me there. And boy, they're hoping for a miracle. The whole place knows this little kid and the music gets louder. It's a, it's African-American church and they're all wound up to see a miracle. And I'm on my knees for 20 minutes doing everything I know how to do, praying against everything I know how to pray against. There's a minute where I kind of see a glimmer in his eye and I think something's happening. And, and then, uh, finally the Lord says, uh, you did great. Uh, we're done. Go back to your seat. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to tuck tail and nothing have happened here. Come on, Lord. And uh, so I get up and go back to my seat. And uh, they finish the music and whatever. And the, the bishop's wife, very sweet lady next to me, says, you did a great job. And I'm like, eh, whatever. Like, come on. Like, something was supposed to happen. You know, I want to see some really mangled kid come up out of a wheelchair. And uh, I said, Lord, what's the deal? And, oh, I asked the dad for permission to pray for the kid. And the dad said, yeah, pray for the kid. So I go back to sit down. I say, Lord, what's the deal? He says, the mom doesn't want the kid healed. The mom likes the check they're getting. Oh no. And she wears the pants in the, she wears the pants in the family. You should have asked her. Oh, and I'm like, so you want me to go try it again and ask her this time? No, he said I'm going to take care of it. Kid's going to get healed. Wow. And I don't know, 
what exactly he did because I prayed a long time ago, don't let it be about me, don't even remember that I was there, Let make it all about you, which most ministries don't pray and is really detrimental to getting your name out there. When you pray, Lord, don't even let him remember that it was my prayer that did it. <laughs> but they never showed back up at church again. And I think that kid's walking with the Lord now. And uh, one way to get healed is for him to take you home. And, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I just know I did what the Lord told me to. And um, I know that he taught me to swing for the fences. Uh, I've met people with a gift of healing. One time I talked to this guy. He said 100% of everybody I pray for gets healed. I'm like, really? Like, what do they get healed of? Well, you know, migraines and stomach aches and the flu. I'm like, do you ever pray for somebody in a wheelchair? Oh, no. No, I don't. I don't pray for those. I'm like, you sissy, you're bunting every time you get up to bat. And, and you think we're supposed to be impressed that you that you're that you're batting a thousand every time every time you get up there? I'm swinging for the fences, man. I got more strikeouts than Babe Ruth. What are, what kind of you're bragging about the gift of healing because all the migraines, uh, you know? But because you won't, because you're just picking the low hanging fruit, you know. Give me a break. And the Lord immediately convicted him, and the Lord told him to give me his gift of healing because he wasn't using it right. And uh, uh, that at least I would <laughs> obey and swing for the fences and not worry about the fear of man because you look like you were a loser. And uh, so he, he started crying, and he put his hand on me and prayed, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lord, I've wasted it. Lord, please give it to Doug and and, and use him because I, I see now through your eyes that, that I, haven't, I haven't manned up and done what I should have done and the Lord said because he did that I'm going to give him more <laughs> okay so this was all just to like get him to see it so he'd use it right fine whatever thanks Lord anyway uh, I'm telling stories more than dealing with uh, Gene's, Gene's issue here but I see all kind of reasons to rejoice besides just that you're commanded to and I uh, certainly want to pray uh, for this kid and and uh, I didn't I didn't hear if it's a boy or a girl so I'm trying to be generic. I'm not um, sure. It, Jen's uh, is this a, your child or someone you know? And if you know the first name, please let us know and we'll lift the child up in prayer right now. And before we do, just if you're just joining us, welcome aboard. We're live with Pastor Doug Perry of uh, Fellowship of the Martyrs. dot com, Fellowship of the Martyrs. dot org. And if you want to call in for prayer tonight, dial in at uh, 515-602-9734. If you're in the queue, press option one. I see somebody in the queue. If you want prayer, hit option one. Um, Doug, no answer back on the child's name, but the Lord knows who the child is. You want to lift up this child? Yeah, Lord. Uh, we, we, we know that you're the great physician. His name is Larry. It's a friend's baby boy. Larry. Yes. Lord, uh, I know that there's times I've prayed for somebody because they had a back problem and you healed their heart problem, which was more urgent. <laughs> so uh, we just we just we just ask for you to move 
uh, first of all, on the souls. Always, first of all, on the souls. We want them. We're concerned about eternity more than this little veil of tears we're walking through now. But for whatever physically, for and for patience, for the family, for strength, for the, for the the difficulty that it is to look down a long road and still have hope um, when it's hard to to care for your your grandmother or a child that's got issues or whatever. But we ask for you to move in this circumstance, Lord. If it's something they need to pray, if it's something they need to break, if there's some generational issue, if there's whatever, just um, that you would move in all of that. That you would speak to the circumstance. All you had to do was say the word and the universe was created. So we ask you to just speak to the circumstance. Um, we bless your holy name and we thank you and we praise you. And we thank you in advance for whatever you're going to do. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I touch and agree. Let's go to area code 406. 406, welcome aboard. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Hey, welcome aboard. We're glad you called in. How can we help you tonight? Well, I got prayer last or this night just a little bit ago from a brother who said God wanted to ask me about how my heart was doing and I don't know if that was physical or spiritual or what that means at all have you been having any uh, heart pain or any physical issues Mm-mm, I don't think so okay well that's good um, yeah. what's your name give me a first or middle name that's all we need not a whole name so we have something to call uh, Ethan Ethan, Ethan, welcome aboard. Uh, Brother Doug, meet Brother Ethan. Howdy. Um, And that's a fair question to ask, Ethan, if uh, I would be wanting to know the same. Some people aren't too specific (laughs) when they ask that. Yeah. Yeah, all All he said he got from the Lord was that he needed to ask me about how my heart was doing. And I think... I don't know if it's me not being 100% of, like, all in and everything for God or something else. So, that's what I want to know. I was on the phone with someone one time, and they said, there's something wrong with your right arm. And I was like, right arm? I don't Mm. feel any pain in my right arm. And then Mm. later the Lord revealed to me, uh, he's talking spiritual terms, you know, I'm right-handed. Mm-hmm. Right hand is the arm that I would hold a sword. The sword is the word of God, and God was basically showing me I'm not in his word enough to wield it years ago. Mm-hmm. And that that caused me to pause and think, you know what? Well, that is true. Um, I'm weak in that arm. I need to get in the word of God to weld the the sword of the spirit. So he wasn't talking about a physical issue, but more of a spiritual issue that I needed to deal with. And so, you know, I don't know who talked to you or know any of their background. They may have heard from the Lord, may not have all. But uh, we're certainly willing to pray for you tonight and see what the Lord may have to say. Um, There's, yeah, let me let me try. There's um, uh, two demonic strongholds I typically see right over somebody's heart. 
And um, mm. so we could we could be saying, well, am I really all in for God? Is my heart for the Lord? Am I on fire for the Lord? Whatever. Uh, or it's something else. So let me, for, uh, there are two things I typically see. If you go to the website, download my book, Demons, You're Kidding, right? It talks about where I see, where the Lord just said, write down whatever I showed you. And one of the things he showed me was a spirit of loneliness that looks like a little white puffball, a little blue puffball with little white gloves, a little sad face, a little tear that that looks harmless, uh, but is really tremendously dangerous. Uh, The spirit of loneliness that I usually see right around a person's heart. And uh, loneliness is far more responsible for alcohol addiction for, for porn, for rape, for a whole bunch of stuff than lust is. Uh, it is uh, wicked dangerous, and it should be. Uh, C.S. Lewis said we all have a God-shaped void. I think we have a Father God-shaped void, and we need him to be holding our hand, walking beside us, to deal with the loneliness that comes from uh, being sheep that aren't in relationship with the creator. Uh, the other one is a spirit of lust. And I usually see this black greasy frog with a tongue that just goes out and snaps, whatever it is to self gratify. And it could be shoplifting. It could be porn. It could be smoking. It could be drinking. It could be, uh, whatever that, um, makes it feel better. And it probably is woven in with the, with the, uh, loneliness because it's all an effort to try uh, to distract from the pain uh, and make it make itself feel better. Um, so if if you have um, uh, any active issues with self gratification, uh, smoking, porn, any of that stuff, then it's certainly something the Lord wants dealt with and put down because he should be sufficient. And even when we say, well, I'm not, how's my heart? Well, I'm, I'm not all in with the Lord. Okay. Well, what's, what, what are you in your career, your car, your girlfriend, your something is standing in the way for us being all in. God doesn't say don't have any idols. It says, don't, it says, don't have any idols before him, that he should be preeminent. He should be the thing we worship and set up a shrine to not career, car, girlfriend, food, whatever. And anything that distracts us from him uh, is compromise, is uh, is mixture. So I um, uh, and, and that would be the main thing. And I think sometimes um, it helps to just pray for accountability for two or more gathered to just pray, Lord, just please be my be my everything, be my all, be my heart. Let it all be pointed toward you. Um, so, but we'd be glad to pray yeah, with you, whatever you think, think needs praying. Ethan, um, when you went... Yeah, I think you hit and, the nail on the head. Okay, praise the Lord. What was the... For, uh, um, loneliness and lust. Okay. Both of those. Well, that answers my question, because you went and got prayer for something, and I was going to ask you, what are you dealing with? So, uh, Doug confirmed it. Um, so you are battling with some loneliness, and when you say lust, uh, do you have an issue with pornography, uh, fornication? Mm-mm. It's uh, just 
No, no, I don't have a problem with either of those. I mean, probably pornography. If just I don't look at it, I don't go over and try and seek it and find it out okay. and go to porn websites. It's like yes. a a thought or a vision or a thing in my head, and I go, oh yeah, I want that really bad. And God's sitting there going, sure. no. But I go, oh no, I tie him to a chair and do whatever I want, and it's disgusting. Right. Well, there's a lot yeah. of tempters out there. Uh, how old are you? May I ask, Ethan? Twenty-one. Okay. Yeah. Are you are you seeking a um, a wife at some point? You you looking to the Lord to send you a good godly woman? Would you like to get married, or are you going to wait a few years? I'm looking for it. Sure. I'm Praise looking for it, but I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to grab onto every person anymore. He, he I think he really taught me with the person I would, tried to be with last, and really said no. Good so, deal. Yeah, I'm not going to try and reach out and grab every person that I try and find now. Have you had sexual relations in your past? Mm-hmm. You have. That was long okay. before I started my walk. So, yeah, that's okay. Uh, you you mm-hmm. have learned that that's not the way God wants you to go. So you repent of that, and then you want to mm-hmm. save sex to the honeymoon night. And uh, in today's day and age, not many virgins left out there. But it's never too late to start and say, Lord, forgive me for fornication, and uh, I want a godly spouse, and I'm going to wait till marriage for sex. And God will bless you. So, uh, And though our sins are as scarlet, he'll wash them white as snow. 1 John 1, 9. Absolutely. We confess those sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, cleanse us from all righteousness. Ethan, just say, I confess Jesus Christ as Lord. I confess Jesus Christ is Lord. Say, I renounce Satan and all of his evil works. I renounce Satan and all of his evil works. Now, in your own words, ask the Lord to forgive you for having sexual relations in the past. Go ahead. Lord, I I ask that you forgive me for having sexual relations with people in the past. Lord, I, I want to say I'm sorry for it and just tell you I'm not going to do it again. And I'll wait. Praise God, brother. We and we break every soul tie in the name of Jesus. Any connections that were made, we sever um, in the name of Jesus and cover it in the blood. Uh, one of these days, we need to have a show just talking about the danger of soul ties, Shannon. Write that down. That'd uh, be a good time. The reality of... Yeah. Is it real? Yeah. I know I've had my share. Oh, yeah. Now, with Brother Ethan, who's on the line... Uh, we just want to remove any uh, legal right of the enemy if that was still remaining. And you may have repented before, but I want to make sure. And uh, Brother Doug, uh, Ethan said he is experiencing some loneliness and, um, you know, has battled with the temptation of lust, although he is uh, holding his ground. What do you have to say to him? I... Uh... I certainly want him to be in the kind of relationship with the Lord where that's sufficient, no matter what. And if the Lord sends somebody, great. And if the Lord doesn't, that's okay too, because uh, because the Lord is the most important thing. And um, the Dad Filter book would probably do him some good if he hadn't already seen it, because there's something substantially wrong with his relationship with his relationship with Earth Dad. Um, uh, didn't go the way it should have and it makes it hard to have uh, the right relationship with Father God so if you get a chance go on the website 
download the dad filter book and see what that does for you. Um, uh, because uh, until you can really believe that he's going to walk with you, hold your hand, swoop in, and uh, fight your battles and provide for everything, uh, it's it's hard to not feel alone. Mm-hmm. Now, Ethan, uh, you're still a young man. You're 21. And number one, I'm very thankful you, you're tuning in tonight. Mm-hmm. We don't get too many young people to tune in this program. Not too many young people going to many churches today either, sadly. Um, but uh, what's your status right now? Are you working full-time? Are you in college? What are you doing? Yeah, I, I work full-time for my dad. Oh, good. That's good. That's pretty cool. Uh, we'll definitely pray that God will send mm-hmm. you a, a godly woman. There's plenty of women out there. And you don't have to settle, whether you're man or woman out there. Uh, you you can take Satan's best. He'll send you a couple candidates. Or you can wait on the Lord. Renew your strength and ask mm-hmm. him to send you the right one. Uh, it took me a long time to find the right one. I'll be honest with you. But better late than ever. Yeah, me too. My goodness. Yeah. I, uh, I settled and uh, tried to pick myself and, uh, yeah, picked wrong. It's another program. And uh, one of the reasons I asked you uh, is because you're probably working full time. Uh, do you have a church fellowship you go to at all in your area? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, well, I'll tell you this. Jesus says he'll never leave nor forsake you. Sometimes we feel alone. Right on. But we're not truly alone if we were with the Lord. And that's comforting. I was in a jail cell one time doing something stupid, disobeyed a federal judge. The Lord vindicated me, got me out, but I was very alone. Thank God a guy gave me a King James Bible, and I read from Genesis to Psalms, the 23 days I was held up in there. But, you know, I was never truly alone. The Lord was with me. And, you know, if we fear and obey the Lord, even his angels will encamp about us to deliver us. So you got the angel of the Lord. you got Jesus himself. But he does want us to... Uh, connect with people. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves. He didn't create us to just go live on an island like Robinson Crusoe. That wouldn't be too much fun. But we'll pray for you tonight. Father God, in Jesus' name, I thank you for Ethan that's calling in tonight. Tonight, Ethan, we plead the blood of Jesus over you. We bind and rebuke every spirit of loneliness or abandonment or rejection. We command it to loose you and go right now in Jesus' name. I'm asking, Father God, if there's anything that you want out of Ethan tonight, you point your finger at it, and we command it to manifest and go. Take a deep cough, Ethan. Let's go. If there's anything in there that's not of the Lord Jesus Christ, we command it to be uprooted and come out tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let's go. Any rejection and loneliness, loose them in the mighty name of Jesus tonight. Father God, I'm asking that you would send him a help meet. A godly woman who loves you more than anything else filled with the Holy Spirit because you did not create Ethan or any man to live alone we're asking that you would bless him put them in the same path bless them on the job God every demonic attack coming against you uh, any any uh, lust spirits we rebuke that and command it to go Ethan in the name of Jesus we find a rebuke any spirits of succubus that might try to attack you at night. We rebuke that in the name of Jesus, commanded to go. 
bless him and strengthen him. Over to you, Brother Doug. We're commanded to take captive every thought and bring it into obedience with Christ. And there are a certain percentage of thoughts that are coming at you that you're feeling guilty for and thinking they're your thoughts, and they're not. They're the enemy just putting pictures in your head, or I wish I had this, or someday I'm going to do this, or whatever. That's not you. That it really is the enemy. Um, it's certainly not the Lord. Uh, there may be a time for some of that stuff when the Lord says, and with the right person, and uh, under his rules. But there's no reason to have any... Uh, thought about any of that stuff right now so but the enemy is going to really want to get up in your head about all of that stuff and you've got to learn to instantly grab a hold of that thought and rebuke it in the name of jesus and i know you've been doing some of that or you'd be looking at porn left and right so Mm. it's not as entrenched as it could be uh but they certainly want to be and they certainly are going to keep trying and trying and trying just like every kind of addiction you start out with one thing, and then it gets worse and worse and worse, and you can never recreate that same first high you had before. Um, and that's that's all demonic uh, direction, and and just like training Pavlov's dogs, they ring a bell, and you start salivating. And you, uh, when when we start taking captive every thought, we realize it's not us; it's them messing with us. And then we can be dangerous to the enemy um, and start start really rebuking the stuff that's coming at us that isn't us. And I, I don't want any of my brothers or sisters to feel guilty for stuff that wasn't even them and uh, that was just implanted by the enemy in the first place. And then they say, see what's in your heart. God could never love you. You're so dirty. You're wicked. You're whatever. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's them all along and uh, uh, whatever. So, I just pray the Lord would uh, help you to take captive every thought and bring it into obedience with Christ, that he would give you the discipline, the whatever, he, whatever, whatever it is that's necessary, so that you'd know the difference between what's you and what's the enemy, and that you could reject uh, whatever's coming at you from the enemy right away, in the name of Jesus. I agree. Father God, bless Ethan, guide and direct his footsteps. In the name of Jesus, we also loosen you, God's spirits of power, love, sound mind, wisdom, knowledge, might, counsel, fear of the Lord, grace, truth, excellence, spirit. Bless him, God. Give him the help meet and the friends he needs in Jesus' name. And I tell you this, Ethan, you're welcome here every night. We, uh, we're live. <laughs> Drop in when you can. And Brother Doug, uh, do you have fellowship that Ethan can be a part of? Yeah, we, we do a live stream twice a week on uh, FOTM1 on YouTube. Um, we uh, do have prayer and answer, and the chat's open there, 6, 6 p.m. Central Time, Mondays and Thursdays. You never know where you might meet your wife. I met mine through this broadcast, and I was a eunuch for 4.4 years. I said, Lord, have mercy. God, help me. You didn't create me to be alone. And there's no switch I can just reach out and turn off the, the sex drive. But I had to contain myself and wait on the Lord because uh, I'd made mistakes before. And I said, not this time. And uh, praise the Lord. I got a word that I would meet her from a direction I didn't even know. And bam, it happened just like that. Father God, bless Ethan in Jesus' name. Thank you, Brother Ethan, for tuning in. We'd like to see more of the youth tuning in. Um. Uh, 
Folks, we're live. We still have about 18 minutes left. How are you doing for time, Brother Doug? Oh, I'm good. Okay. Uh, Shannon, I have found yes, sir. on YouTube, anyway, if you want to get more 21-year-olds, you just need to do one-minute-long videos. Oh. Well, <laughs> that's a confirmation. Uh you know, you will get, you can get a minute worth of attention from this generation. <laughs> well, I tell you something. I was at uh, the mall a few months ago, and I ran into some Americans. I was getting a cappuccino before I gave up coffee. And uh, it's not that I wanted to give up coffee, but it was causing LRP, which is like a silent reflux. I just drank right. too much of it. I couldn't. I tried to drink one cup, and I would drink like four cappuccinos. So. I just overdosed on it. At any rate, I'm over there at that time, a few months back, and I run into these Americans, and they're like, uh, hey, you speak English? I said, of course. Where are you from? We got chatting, and there were some Americans visiting Bali, and we uh, discussion went on, you know, and, uh, hey, what do you do? And the guy said, uh, well, I'm on YouTube. I just started a channel. He said, it's all about the YouTube shorts. He said, short, short, short. And I'm like, YouTube shorts? Well, I've heard of them. I've seen them. But I hadn't really paid attention to them. And, you know, that stuck with me. About two weeks later, I went over there, and I did my first YouTube short. And, you know, up till about Christmas, yeah. I went kind of crazy in there. I was at the gym every day doing some YouTube shorts. And I tell you, it's the most fun. you got 60 <laughs> seconds if you yeah. want to do a live short. And I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I started to get some hits on it. More than just posting yeah. something up on my static YouTube page. And I found out you take that same YouTube short and you upload it to Facebook and Instagram. And now you've got a reel up there on those two platforms. And that seems to be where people are at. In fact, uh, I've noticed my own self just going through one short or one reel after the next. They're addictive. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I hear yeah. what you're saying, but at the same time, there's there's real truth in that. That's where everybody yeah. seems to be, in the short form. And I'm scratching my head wondering yeah, why, you know, they're not tuning into a well, long hard, YouTube video. It's, it's hard to get it, a podcast is one thing because they can play it while they're on the forklift or while they're driving or whatever. Sure. sure. Uh, videos to, to to get to somebody say to they load it up and this this video is two hours long. Forget it. I don't have time for that. I want to watch it to the end, but I don't have time right now. I can't do a two-hour video or one-hour video. But they'll watch a, a four-minute, five-minute, one-minute video. And hey. the 15-second one, they're not even, they don't even have time to click off of a 15-second one. And uh, so some of them, like TikTok, they're, they're really bonusing you. If you can do eight-second videos, they'll just promote you like crazy. I want to tell you uh, something. This is I, I, some I, good stuff. I appreciate the discipline. The, the the discipline that's required for me to get my point across in one minute yeah. uh, instead of being long-winded and telling big, long stories uh, is, is good training, too. You and me both, because I'm not used to one minute. I'm like, heck with that. You can't do nothing in one minute. Um, I used to be a media broker. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the uh, switchboard, folks. I can break off into micro story, so can Doug. Or you can call in right now at 515-602-9734. I used to be a media broker. That was one of the many jobs I've had in my life for about four years, and I would buy time for infomercials. And uh, we would do long-form, half-an-hour shows. If you bought for a ministry, that's you know uh, an hour block, typically. But also, there were the short-form clients. And uh, I didn't like to buy for those because, you know, it was a spot commercial, 
you know, a minute, two minutes, and I'm like, you can't get your point across with that. I never liked it, but, you know, I've had to get up to speed because um, some of the ways we used to do things are dinosaur now, and it's all about the uh, yeah. uh, the smartphones. It's all about the short form. You know, minute-long, it's basically a minute-long TV commercial. And, you know, the, the biggest TV yeah. stations in the world are YouTube, Instagram. You know, oh, yeah. TikTok is massive. I know people that are telling me they're getting 30,000 people to tune into a 100,000, tune into their TikTok. I'm like, man, we're struggling to get 15 people on, you know, some of these channels. Uh, i yeah. got to change my way of thinking. And uh, after a while, you realize you can get a lot in a minute once you do it enough times. <laughs> but you got to be... yeah. You got to be very articulate because that minute goes fast too. But um, I, I'm thinking about these things, trying to figure out how to expand. You know, there's eight billion people on the globe, Doug. And I was just yep. praying yesterday. I said, "Lord, are we even doing making an impact?" I know it's about the one, but come on, get help. Uh, give give us some. Uh, give us a um, little bit of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, bless us with some more reach. And then I'm thinking, you know, yeah. well, I think I, I've got to start using the technology that others are using more, and that's these short-form applications. Uh, there's some networks out there yeah. that are starting to get popular, like Kicks. That's a new one out there. Uh, excuse me, the, the Kick Network, K-I-K.com. I signed up for that. You know, one time I was on 10 platforms. And, you know, nobody yeah. was tuning in except a handful on YouTube. But where we've been getting people to tune in for the most part is in the podcast. So I just went back to being a podcaster. Gave up on the rest, but I don't know. This kind of um, uh, re-energized me thinking, you know, maybe it's not about the long form. It's a short form. Yeah, we got to go. we got to go get in front of the YouTubers. And I'm thinking, um, to end my point here, Google has a thing called AdSense. So right. anybody who's running an ad, they have an account with AdSense, and they're paying so much uh, for impressions. And it's really quite economical. I tested it a few years ago, and I paid $50 to run an ad, and it 5,000 people saw it. And I thought, hey, that's pretty cheap, and you could choose the demographics down to the age group male or female geographical location and you put your bid in now the more you pay the more visibility you can get but I was putting down 10 cents and I spent $50 and get 5,000 impressions so uh, I'm planning to do one for the demon hotline I'm going to produce a commercial in the next few weeks and I'm going to spend a very small budget maybe 50 or 100 bucks and test it see if the theory holds up and I'm going to begin to run ads you may see it out there because it's going to be on Instagram, Facebook, Reels, and then YouTube Shorts for the specific keywords that you're looking for in demographics and see if it works. Right. It might work. You know, you got to advertise. Yeah. yeah. Now, we appreciate yeah. word-of-mouth advertising. And, you know, you can get on every podcast network out there, but you still are not going to find people. If, or they're not going to tune in if they can't find you, so... I'm, I'm looking at. Have you ever thought of? Go ahead. Have you ever thought about the Bible says that when Jesus comes back on a white horse with the sword coming out of his mouth and parts of the sky, yes. that everybody will see it. 
Well, well that's true. If so, either it's a flat Earth and everybody can look up and see it all at once, <laughs> or it's broadcast to everybody on social media Ooh. in some kind of way that takes over every device and everybody everywhere can see it happen. Um, or wow. some other permutation I don't understand where he just shows up to everybody all at once all around the world. But uh, yes. I suspect if the gospel is going to be preached to all nations, uh, right now they're closed nations we can't even get into. So God's going to have to supernaturally uh, come and do it. And it says he sends angels to preach the gospel to True. all the nations. And uh, that True. word angelus can mean messenger uh, that from God, like an angelic being, or it can be apostolic, somebody that's a sent one, um, to go to them. But we have 3,000 language groups that don't have a written language and not a single piece of the Bible in their language. Uh, some, some supernatural is going to have to happen if the gospel is going to be preached to all nations. And, I'm glad uh, you said that. Uh, because Certainly, so, social media has a big part in it and always has. What's exciting about that is we're leaving people on the table that can be reached with some of this new AI technology, which uh, even in recent months has developed to where you can upload a video in English and they can dub it in a foreign language. Now, you could pay someone to yeah. do it manually. That's pretty expensive. However, it's getting cheaper. And I just did some beta tests the other day uh, after we had a guy named Barry McAlpin and Gigi from Australia, they're working on a Christian AI system. And I just wanted to see if anything had changed as I looked last, you know, six months ago. And sure enough, they've got some services right now. You upload it, and I translated it into Bahasa Indonesian. And I had Yosi, who works with us here in the house, listen, and I said, does that make sense to you? And she said, yeah. And I was like, whoa. And I was thinking, you know, um, how many Spanish language speakers are there in the world, Doug? What do you estimate, a billion yeah, a billion. Okay, now you speak Spanish, and uh, yeah. you may already be doing this, but have you ever done a, um, have you ever preached in Spanish? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I just loaded an old video recently up because uh, this YouTube uh, expert guy reached out and said, hey, I got saved, I love Jesus, I like your channel, I want to volunteer my services and give you some suggestions, and one of them was you need to do the, tran- you need to, overdub them in Spanish because there's a tremendous Spanish audience that doesn't have very many videos especially Christian videos available to them and there's a a lot of people there that can be reached because the traffic, you're not competing against uh, so many people uh, burping the alphabet or playing video games all day or whatever the the YouTube space is so filled up with Uh, so we've started doing um uh, taking some of the old videos where I preached in Spanish and chopping them up smaller. Because um, usually I go to, it, it, I had a couple of uh, Hispanic churches invite me to come preach. And that's that's not 20 minutes. That's an hour and a half, two hours. Right. You know, so uh, we're chopping them up. And, uh, and then we can use the AI to generate a transcript on any of our videos in Spanish. Uh, and then I go back and clean it up. Wow. Um, to and then can just read read it as an overdub on top of the video. So, um, Doug, that's cool. Technology. That's uh, that's part of what we're trying to do soon here. 
There's a guy you and I've had of. people translate my books in different languages. Oh, um, but that 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 can be a. I just have to take their word for it. You know that I got a sure. I got the dad filter sure. in Azerbaijani or something. I can't check it. He could be saying anything. Well, now you got a point but, there. But I try to find somebody else to read it and say, "Hey, could you line this up? Make sure this is okay, and and if it passes muster and stuff." But well, you know, uh, uh, there's a guy named Mr. Beast. Have you seen his YouTube channel? He's one of the biggest YouTubers out there, and um, he recently hired some people to to begin to overdub on him. So he's got multiple channels now, different languages: English channel, Spanish, etc. And um, I know that that's not cheap. He hired the guy who did the uh, Batman series cartoon, the voice of Batman in Spanish. People's like, oh, I know who that guy is. But now you can do it cheaper and um, not only get transcripts, but you can also do the dubbing. And I was thinking, you know, uh, there's reportedly 2 million English podcasts right now. That is a lot. And that's just English. But we're leaving all that yeah. on the table, not being able to reach people who speak Spanish as their only language, or Mandarin Chinese, you got a billion and a half there. You know, yeah. all, all these countries. I think that that's the real harvest field, is to begin to translate these, if uh, at least subtitles in their language, but if, if you can do the overdub, and then hit a yeah. whole new market. You know, for example, I'm on yeah. TikTok, in Indonesia, they serve up Indonesian uh, viewers. Well, I don't speak Bahasa, I'm ashamed to say. Right. So some of them speak a little English, but most of them don't. But if I could begin to uh, dub into Bahasa Indonesian, you know, man, I could hit a whole yeah. market. You know, same with you where you're at. So I think th- I think the opportunities are here greater than before. Um, I may have mentioned this a few years ago. I wanted to get a um, shortwave podcast over into uh, North Korea. And so I got on Hope Radio, which used to be Lester Summerall's antennas over on the island of Palau. And uh, for about six months, I had a, a Sunday night package, just a half hour, and it broadcast into all of Korea. Now, whether or not it got to the people in North Korea, we'll never know. Uh, because most of them don't have electricity and they're jamming. But at least maybe the border We'll, find, we'll find out later. Later on. We'll find out later. But uh, <laughs> there were other territories that picked it up. And one time I, I went into, also I was doing a Mandarin program into China. And I know some people picked it up in Russia, which was interesting. I said all that to say this. Uh, I was really, though, interested in North Korea. So I hired this lady, and I would pay her $50 an hour. She was lived in South Korea and I just said I want you to take the Korean Bible uh, starting with Matthew and just read it straight through and she did Matthew through Revelation and uh, you can get pretty far in one hour she needed the money and I needed the help so we got the whole thing in Korean and then I would take that and add some music to it and I would put it up there on the uh, shortwave bird and uh, send it over into Pyongyang yeah. Now, I thought that was cool. How else are you going to get in there unless you drop a, a USB stick on a hot air balloon or you go over there personally? You know, some places are just closed. You know? Do you still have those recordings? Yeah. I've got the whole thing. Sure do. Load them up. Load them up as YouTube videos. That's a good idea. Well, Mark, is Korean, idea. get them out there. People can just listen to the Bible. Well, 
We've got another friend who speaks some Mandarin and Japanese. I'm talking about Michael Basham. And I encouraged him. I said, you've Mm -hmm. got a a great skill. Why don't you start doing some programs in Mandarin and Japanese? Um, You speak Spanish. Man, that's a billion people right there. I think that uh, we've got to really look into this hard this year, Doug, in 2024. I think we could, we're only scratching the surface with what we could reach with the gospel, you know, so something to think about. 90 seconds. These are some of the ideas I'm kicking around. Uh, Boy, time went by fast. I really enjoyed being on with Doug tonight. And uh, Doug, how do you like this format? Yeah, no, it's great. uh, We'll come on whenever you think. Uh, My headphones are battery-powered, and they're telling me they're about to quit. Oh, So it's probably a good good time. Before Uh, we quit. I but, want you uh, to love uh, you. Glad to be here, and we'll look forward to whatever the Lord does next time. Okay, before we close in prayer, tell people about your ministry, seconds. how they can contact you, how they can support your work. Uh, fellowshipofthemartyrs.com is the website. You can email it to FOTM at fellowshipofthemartyrs.com. That's also the PayPal address. Uh, if you go to the website, there's a link there to how to donate if you want to give Cash App, Zelle, Venmo, or whatever, mail a check. The address is there. Um, we're FOTM1 on most of the other social media, Odyssey and uh, Rumble and whatever other stuff, uh, X and what all, some were busier than others, but there's all, there's stuff there, you can find us. And um, we're in Kansas City, Missouri, dead center in the middle of Babylon, uh, trying to uh, speak the hard truth to people that don't want to hear. 10 seconds. Hey, don't forget to put together a message on breaking soul ties. That'd be a great topic for one of these shows. And, uh, yeah. of course, we're going to see you on the 21st. Um, if they want right. to email you, is there a way they can do that? FOTM at fellowshipofthemartyrs.com. Does that also double as a PayPal address? Yes, that's okay. it. Okay. Yep. Do, you, do you have Cash App uh, or a mailing address also that they can give to? Cash App's dollar sign, FOTM1, the number one. Oh, that's easy. And what about a mailing address yeah. out there? It's uh, Fellowship of the Martyrs, 118 North Conister, C-O-N-I-S-T-O-R, Suite B is in Boy, 251, Liberty, Mo, Missouri, 64068. Now, Doug, one more question. You have meetings twice a week, is that right? Where do people go to participate? Uh, here at, we're in Excelsior Springs, which is a northeast suburb of Kansas City. We have a thrift store and a community storehouse, warehouse, food pantry, and we have uh, t- uh, time together church there at seven o'clock on Thursdays. And uh, then our group here gets together usually Sunday evenings uh, around a bonfire at the farm if the weather's nice, or at the thrift store or someplace uh, if it's not. So just uh, reach out. There's phone numbers on the website and give us a call. Tell us you're coming. We'll tell you where we are and. Uh, we've always spent our money on caring for the poor instead of chandeliers and stained glass and pipe organs. Well, now, what about online, though? For people aren't that local, is there a way they can um, see you? Do you, you? do you have a YouTube program or Facebook? Where are you going? Yeah, on YouTube. It's FOTM1 on YouTube, and we do Mondays and Thursdays at 6 p.m. Uh, Central Time. Uh, we do a live stream uh, there with the chats open where you can ask questions and oh, get great. prayer and... Meet, meet other saints and everything. What time is that on Monday? You said Mondays and Wednesdays? Or, I'm sorry, Mondays, Wednesday, uh, Mondays and Thursdays at 6 o'clock. Okay, 6 p.m. Uh, Central? 
Central. Okay, yeah. that's 7 Eastern. Mondays and Thursdays, right? Yeah, um, that's right. That's okay, right. we've got to put a link there for you. My friend, thank you for coming on tonight. God bless you. Do you want to close us in prayer? Yeah, if the mic stops, you can just finish. Uh, Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for whoever was blessed, whoever's going to be blessed later. Please get whoever's supposed to hear it to this show to hear it. Help us to continue to be able to bless your bride, to be useful for your purposes. Help us all to hear you better, to obey better, to love you more, to to learn how to stay in your presence all the time, every day. We bless your holy name. We thank you so much for the platforms you've created so we can reach the world. For the, the ability to be talking to Bali instantly is just a, a miracle. And uh, we know that you want to use all of this for your glory, and, and we ask that you to help us to get, have wisdom about how to do that. We thank you and praise you. We bless your holy name. We pray all this to the Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, amen. My friend, love and appreciate you. It's an honor to work with you again, and I will see you in two weeks, if not earlier. God bless you. Yeah, amen. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Thank you, Doug. Folks, that's Doug Perry, fellowshipofthemartyrs.com. I'll have a link in the show notes. Um, we're just getting started again, opening up phone lines. First time in a very long time, but uh, we're going to be doing this on a regular basis. We had a demon hotline last night. I'm thankful that we were able to take some calls, and uh, we'll be doing this again. Uh, let's see. Friday, 8 to 10 Eastern, Demon Hotline with Pastor Lou Young. Now, tomorrow we're going to have a very special program again. Lena Nita and 505 Ministries will be ministering from 8 to 10 Eastern. Gary Stafford at 7 with a guest. And the General, Joseph Jasinski, will be on at 10. And uh, that will be tomorrow. I'm gearing up. Very soon we're going to begin to do Demon Hotline five days a week. Like I said, I'm going to do a commercial and test it out, see if we can uh, get the word out far and wide about it. I appreciate all of you that uh, have tuned in and uh, that pray for us and have supported this work to keep us alive. God richly bless you. Once again, if you haven't been to my website in a while, go check it out, omegamanradio.com. I've just updated it, and I've got the magazine up there. It's free. We're putting together a deliverance registry map. Um, some better links over there to some new platforms we're back on again and um, don't forget to sign up for the sub stack that's very important if we go down on major social media platforms god forbid then um, we can still contact you and get alerts out to you through the uh, email list there on Substack, omegaman.substack.com I've got a whatsapp group now also for those of you that use whatsapp and uh, I don't use Telegram, but I like WhatsApp. That's what we pretty much use over here in Asia and most of South America. I mean, probably m- much of the world use that, don't they? But um, if you're using Facebook, then WhatsApp shouldn't be any problem for you. They're the same company. You know, praise the Lord. Anything else i got to say? I think that's it. Father God, in Jesus' name, bless everybody tuned in out there tonight. We thank you for those that tuned in, called in. Thank you for Brother Doug, Brother Frank, Brother John coming on the program tonight earlier, Brother Michael Cummins and David Measures. Bless everyone, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, love and appreciate you. i got all the shows updated for you. 
omegamanradio.com. It'll give you the link to our Podbean account. And um, pray for me as I'm working on the vault. We're going to dump all the archives, put it back up, 10,700 some odd shows. We're doing about 80 shows a month. So uh, we're shooting for 11,000 episodes. Uh, Very soon, I think we're going to hit that benchmark again. To God be the glory, and thank you that uh, helped us that we could continue this program. Uh, The best is yet to come. Love you all. If you want to contact me, omegamanradio at protonmail.com.